Do you want to be in the relationship of your dreams with that special someone who's perfect for you? Welcome to Finding Your One with Oren Weintraub. From single to your ideal relationship with your perfect partner, Oren has coached thousands of people to exude confidence, achieve big goals, and create enduring relationships. Most importantly, he went from single and struggling to the relationship of his dreams using a set of key principles he calls keys. And he's passionate about helping others do the same. This key could open a new door for you. So get in the game and enjoy the ride in three, two, one. Welcome to Finding Your One from single to your ideal relationship with your perfect partner. And welcome to the first episode, Hope for the hopelessly romantic. My name is Oren. Are you single and struggling? Are you constantly asking yourself the question, why am I still single? <laughs> I wish I had found my perfect partner. I've been looking for them forever and I just can't seem to make it work. If that's you, this podcast is for you. Don't go anywhere. Some people truly prefer being single, by the way. They don't want to be in a committed relationship or to feel tied down or they don't believe in the one, uh, that there is such a thing as a person out there that's just perfect for them. If that's you, then maybe this podcast is not for you, uh, but maybe you can uh, get some value out of continuing to listen. Others among us have convinced themselves uh, that there is no such thing as the one because they were tired of being hurt and disappointed. Uh, and some of us have given up. By the way, my girlfriend was one of those. She says that before we started dating, she saw her ideal retirement plans is that she would be retiring single, and she would live out the rest of her days in a cabin in the mountains with two dogs. Uh, we laugh about that, because today she lives with me in an apartment in the city, and she calls me her one and I call her my one. She will tell you that story herself in a future podcast, which I'm very excited for. Uh, her previous relationship had ended with so much pain that the best relief for her came from convincing herself that she'd be alone forever. Many people are stuck there. In my experience, more women than men, but both women and men can get stuck there. Uh, and deep down inside, meanwhile, there's still a dream. One that they dare not entertain or listen to, that one day they could be with the love of their life, living happily ever after. If that's you, I hope you're listening, because this podcast is for you. If you're what I call a hopelessly romantic, uh, which is what I am, uh, and you're single and struggling and you don't understand why it's taking so long to find your one or your perfect man or your perfect woman, that's what this podcast is about. Um, today, we're going to talk about three things. Uh, first, we're going to talk about the four most common reasons that people stay single and struggling for a long time, sometimes years and years. Uh, then I'm going to tell you my single and struggling story in a nutshell. And finally, we're going to end by talking about a brighter future. Since we're going to be spending some time together, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. By profession, I'm a corporate trainer and a facilitator and a certified coach. I've worked with hundreds of organizations and I've helped tons of thousands of people um, develop their relationship building skills as well as other skills like communication, leadership, sales, negotiations. 
uh, are those skills that might be helpful in a relationship? I hope you're nodding your head. <laughs> um, communication is so important to keep a relationship alive, especially after the honeymoon phase. Um, leadership, being a leader in our relationship, not needing to wait for the other person to do something, but to take the lead ourselves, so important. Sales and negotiation, do we have to persuade people in a relationship? Absolutely. Do we have to negotiate and, and give and take? Absolutely. So I have helped tens of thousands of people uh, in those areas, and uh, I live in the beautiful city of Montreal, Canada, a city whose population is currently around 4.2 million people. Uh, and why am I doing this podcast? Well, for most of my life, I've been single and lonely, quite honestly. I always believe that there uh, must be someone out there for me, maybe several possible somebodies. Um, but whenever I would fall for someone, I was either too chicken to ask them out or they didn't feel the same way about me. Um, I found dating to be frustrating. Uh, to me, dating was a necessary evil in order to get to the relationship part, <laughs> which I thought I would be really great at. Um, but you can't get there until both people say, yes, you're in a relationship now. Um, in the meantime, dating, I just found that so hard and awkward. Um, it just seemed like no matter what I did, I kept getting the same disappointing result. Uh, soon I started to believe there was something wrong with me. And then I believed there were a lot of things wrong with me. I just wanted to be in that magical place of being with someone where we're a great match with compatible visions for a life together and we're crazy about each other. Today, I am in that relationship. I've learned a lot along the way about dating, about women, about myself, about the world, and my life is amazing. My girlfriend and I tell each other every day how much we love each other and how grateful we are and how honored we feel to be with one another. We do everything together. Well, not everything. There's some things I do that, you know, we that, some things that we do separately, you know, our sacred personal things that we like to do separately, but we do so much together. We get along with each other's families. Everything is the way I always envisioned a perfect relationship would be. And today, my mission is to inspire and empower single adults to create the relationships of their dreams based in love, passion, and serenity. Uh, and that is what this podcast series is about. So before uh, we jump into today's contest, um, uh, today's content, um, if you are listening to this and you are in an enduring happy relationship, or you're married, or you're, uh, you know, you're not looking for the one because you already found them, awesome! Uh, I invite you to keep listening uh, and think about people in your life who are single and struggling and need some help with it, uh, and please share this podcast with them. It would be my honor uh, if they got to hear this. Um, now I am, before I go any further, I'm just going to say that I'm going to be speaking as a heterosexual man. I am a man and I'm into women. And if you're uh, a woman and you're into men, this is still for you. This is not only for men. This is for women too. Um, if you're gay, if you're bi, that's totally cool. Um, I, all the principles that I talk about here, they're about people and they're about dating and they're about, uh, opening up our hearts and it doesn't matter, uh, which way you swing or if you're a man or a woman, uh, please be open and uh, continue to go and realize, bear with me while uh, my stories may be um, from a certain perspective, uh, I really, really hope that you can take what you can from them based on uh, your particular situation. So let's look at the question. 
Uh, why am I still single? You know, if we ask ourselves that question, if you sit down and you ask your mind, why am I still single? Uh, did you know that your mind is actually going to give you answers? <laughs> uh, and actually, we hear those answers a lot of the time. Um, now, those answers, I would say they fall into basically four different categories. So let's go through them. So the first kind of answer you're going to get is an answer that has to do with the world and the way the world is. Why am I still single? People sometimes say things like, all the good ones are taken. Raise your hand if you've heard that before. <laughs> um, or I've met all. Uh, I've already met all the people in my community. That's one I've heard quite often. I've already met all the people in my community. Um, all the girls there are the same, or all the guys are the same, and they, you know, there's no one for me in my community, or there's no one for me in my city. I've already met them all. Um, uh, really. You've met them all. <laughs> uh, this podcast is called Finding Your One. By the way, it's not called Finding The One because the one would imply that there's only one person in the whole entire world who would be a great match for you. And that is just not statistically, um, that's not a statistically sound conclusion to come to. At the time that you're listening to this, there are about probably 7 billion people in the world. And uh, let's say 3.5 billion women or 3.5 billion men. So do you mean to tell me that not one of them is for you, like none of them? There are probably hundreds of great matches. Uh, all the good ones are not taken. They're just not where you've been looking. That's all. There's a great quote that I love by Sherry Huber, who said, if what you've been looking for were where you've been looking, chances are you would have found it by now. Sounds logical, right? But yet how many of us make a totally different induction based on the same facts? They come to the conclusion, well, since I haven't found the one, they must not exist at all. Uh, which is totally crazy. Statistically speaking, each of us have a many possible matches out there. Most true may not be good matches, most may be poor matches, but many would be okay or mediocre or even good matches. A smaller portion still would be great or amazing matches, but if that number corresponded to just 0.1% of all the men or women out there, uh, and I think it might be higher than that, uh, but let's say out of 3.5 billion people, uh, only 1 billion of them are actually in your age, in your age bracket, uh, and then only... Uh, half of those are uh, single or available. Um, that is still 500,000 people. That's a lot of possible ones that are out there for you. Do you mean to tell me that not one of them might be in your community, town, or city? I think you haven't checked everywhere. Uh, not even close, quite frankly. Um, and most people hang out in the same places every week and they think they've met everyone. If you... If you believe that about the, this is what we call a limiting belief about the world. If you believe that there is nobody out there for you, that's not true. Um, there is definitely somebody out there who's right for you. And I invite you to get out of your comfort zone. Stop hanging out in the same places. Uh, get out there. Try new things. Go to new places. And I'm going to tell you a story about um, a new place that I went to and how that worked out for me. When I first started dating... Uh, it, things were pretty crazy. I hadn't been on the dating scene for about five and a half years. And um, 
I, you know, I realized that it was time for me to get out there. I have a limited pool of people that I speak to on a regular basis. And I did something that was way outside my comfort zone. I took up dancing. That is um, ballroom and Latin dancing. Totally, totally outside my comfort zone. Um, I'm a speaker. I'm a trainer. Everything that I do is about speaking. I don't much care about doing something where I'm not talking at all and it's all about moving my body and shaking my ass. Uh, I felt totally uncomfortable doing that. It was not for me, but I said, you know what? That's exactly why I have to do it. I got to get outside my comfort zone. I got to do something different. I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow my confidence and I'm going to meet people that I would otherwise never meet. Guess how I met my girlfriend, Adriana? I met her at the dance studio where I was learning how to dance. And now we've been together for over a year and we have this amazing relationship as I was telling you about earlier. Um, so we've got to realize that if we're saying things to ourselves like the reason I'm still single is because there just isn't anybody out there. That is so not statistically true. There's tons and tons of people out there. We've just got to get out of our shells and go out there and meet new people in new places. Um, another category of answers that we get when we ask the question to ourselves, why am I still single? Uh, and those are answers that have to do with the opposite sex or the same sex, if that's how you swing. Things like uh, men are all this or women are all that. Men are assholes. Men are sleazeballs. Men, are, men just want sex. I, I've heard all these things. Uh, men say things like women are all crazy. Women are all bitches. Women are all damaged goods. I hear these things and I'm like, you have to acknowledge these are sweeping generalizations and they just aren't true about everybody. Um, and I think many people that say them, they know they're not true, but they keep telling themselves that story because it's a great way to stay safe and not have to get out there um, and be vulnerable. And um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story actually about, you know, when I was confronted by this head on, I was, um, I was speaking to a friend and she had been dating the same guy for a very long time. And um, she got to a point where she was getting really frustrated with him because things weren't moving forward. And um, you know, she started complaining about him and we were just the two of us sitting and I was doing my best to be a great listener. And she was saying, you know, he's, he's not opening up to me. I don't understand. He's still caught up in his last relationship and he's just leading me on men. Men are such assholes. And um, I said, hey, hold on a second. Look at me. We're, we're great friends and we've known each other for a long time. Look at me. I'm a man. I think I'm a nice guy. In fact, I've worked pretty hard throughout my life at being, uh, you know, a nice guy. And by the way, I don't think that's always worked out in my favor as far as women are concerned. Um, but I've been working very hard at being a good guy. So not all men are assholes. And she kind of laughed it off and said, oh, but Oren, you don't count. <laughs> okay, so all men are assholes except me. I'm the one exception. Uh, I don't think so. So, um, you know, a lot of people make these sweeping generalizations about the opposite sex. There are times when I was dating when I made generalizations about women. I thought all women are closed. All women are, you know, are too scared and don't want to open themselves up. Um, and, you know, that was just a way for me to stay safe and not stay in the game and keep going. Um, again, statistically, and if you've met many women or met many men, you must know they are not all the same. Every single one of us is different. Every single one of us, while we have tendencies that are the same throughout the gender, um, there are no two people who are the same. 
And we've really got to open ourselves up to that if we want to be able to get and stay in the dating scene and find the one. So that's the second quick category of answers that we get that they are limiting beliefs about the opposite sex, that they are all the same. No, they're not. The third answer that you might give yourself when you ask yourself the question, why am I still single, is beliefs about relationships, which are kind of similar to beliefs about the opposite sex. We think all relationships are the same. Um, being in a relationship means I'm going to lose my freedom to do the things I want to do, and I don't want that. I don't want to be tied down. Uh, how do you know that's what it means? Because your past relationship happened to go that way? Well, I'm in a committed relationship, and I have freedom. I can do the things I want to do when I want to, with her blessing. And she does the things she wants to do, and she does them with my blessing. Because I found someone who has developed the maturity, and is, is mature enough to know that in a healthy relationship, people need to still do their things, the things that give them joy and passion. And if we don't want to do those together, we got to let the other person do them. That's what makes them who they are, what makes them alive. And I committed to finding somebody like that before I was in the relationship with them. And I knew who I was getting into a relationship with when we decided we wanted to go steady. And I've developed that maturity too. We trust one another. And that's who I found. And you can find somebody like that, too. Uh, being in a relationship means I'm never going to have my own space again. I'm going to be coddled and I'm going to be with the person all the time. Uh, no, it doesn't mean that. <laughs> that was a different relationship that you had in the past. Being in a relationship means I'm going to lose my other relationships with my friends and family. Well, I'm really glad that you value those things. And no, being in a relationship doesn't mean you're going to lose those things. Not at all. It depends on who the person is that you end up with. Relationships are too much work. That's not my experience. I am in a relationship, and actually, it makes the other parts of my life go easier and work better. Just like all men aren't the same and all women aren't the same, all relationships are not the same. They are what you and your partner create and make it together. The tagline of this podcast is from single to your ideal relationship with your perfect partner. And at this point, um, you know, that coach in me is going to come out and you're going to get a little bit of tough love here. Um, but that's who I am. And that's what I want to share with you because that's what I needed to hear when I was in this space before. Listen carefully, please. If your last relationship was your ideal relationship, you would still be in it. I'm going to say that again. If your last relationship was your ideal relationship, you would still be in it. If you're not in it anymore, something about that relationship was less than ideal. Maybe more than one thing. And by the way, if you can figure out what that something or that more than one thing is, that's going to give you a lot of power and empower you a lot to create something different this time. Uh, and you're going to be one step closer to that ideal relationship and even just knowing and clarifying what that is. Um, if you've never taken the time to sit down, and this is one of the great things about being single, by the way, and that we're not focused on a specific person and asking is this the one? Is this not the one? What do I like about this person? What don't I like about this person? Um, do they love me as much as I love them? 
Um, when we're single, we don't have all that going on. You know, when we're not, we don't, we're not attached to a specific person. It's the perfect time for us to sit down and think about what would my ideal relationship look like? And if you've never done that, um, I recommend for you to do that. And in a future episode, we'll, we'll go deeper into that and talk about, um, you know, how do you even know what your ideal relationship is? What are, what are questions we can ask to figure out what that is and what's a great process to do to figure that out? Um, I'm looking forward to doing that with you. Um, in usually what we're dealing with is just a pattern. If we look back at our past relationships, always, you know, if we look carefully, could we see patterns? Absolutely. Um, that doesn't imply that all men or all women are the same or that all relationships are the same. There is another common denominator that occurred in all of our past relationships and you already know what it is. It's you. It's no secret that we tend to attract a certain kind of person uh, and a certain kind of situation. I know some women, many women, who they always seem to attract that same kind of man. I know certain guys who always seem to attract the same kind of girl. Um, relationship after relationship, it's a different girl, but it's the same story that occurs over again because it's a certain type of person and a certain type of situation that people attract. One of my mentors, somebody whose name you may have heard before, Anthony Robbins, he's well known for saying, your past does not equal your future. Your past does not equal your future. Um, I think from all the people I know who are single and struggling, the first and biggest problem that they have with finding their one uh, and this was one of my biggest challenges. The first reason people stay struggling singles for years and years is they are dating on automatic pilot. They just go on dates and they end up with the first person that they fall for and who falls for them without ever having sat down and actually asked themselves, what would my ideal relationship be like? Sit down and ask yourself, if the perfect man or woman were right in front of me, right now, at a, at a, at a cafe, on a date, across the table from me, um, what would they look like? How would they act? What would they enjoy doing and what would we enjoy doing together? Uh, how, how would we live together? What would our weekends look like? There's so many questions that are fun to ask. What kind of foods do they like? What what kind of how do they eat? How do they how, what are their views on life? What was their upbringing like? Uh, most people never ask those questions. They just go out and they end up with the first person that attracts them in the moment. Uh, and it's the same type of person they ended up with last time. How is their next relationship going to go? Probably similar to how the last one went. Um so it is we who are the common denominator. It's not men, it's not women, it's not relationships, it's not the world, it's ourselves. It's our thoughts, it's our attitudes, it's our tendencies. It's the way we are. Most of us, the only thing that has changed since our last relationship is we now have more pain and more baggage. And another reason that history keeps repeating itself is most people don't do anything about that. They don't take time to... Um, do personal development, self-development, growth, self-reflection. Um, there are so many ways that we can grow and be a different person in our next relationship than we were in our last one. 
um, there are seminars, courses, books, home study courses that we can listen to, um, coaches that you can hire, relationship coaches or love coaches or people or, or therapists, people that can help us deal with our past so that we can create a different future. Your past relationship does not have to equal your future relationship. It can be different and majorly so. You can have your ideal relationship where you have all the things you value and with a perfect partner who makes you feel even more alive and honors and respects you. The first step is to look at ourselves and ask, why do I keep attracting the same things into my life? And then ask an even better question. What do I really want and how can I create something new here? Um, some people think being in a relationship means uh, being in a relationship means I'm going to get hurt. Well, yeah, maybe, probably, actually, doesn't have to, but that's very possible. I can't promise you that being in a relationship doesn't mean we're not going to get hurt. In fact, I don't think I know anybody who's in the relationship of their dreams but hasn't gone through some pain in order to get there. Um, opening up our hearts is an act of courage. Being open to love also means we're being open to the possibility of pain. Um, and that's just how it is. It's, it's part of being human. Um, it doesn't, still ha doesn't have to be like the last time. And by the way, if we're being authentic about our past pains and our current concerns, and we're going outside our comfort zones, and we're evolving as a person, um, it, I, I'll virtually guarantee you it won't be like last time, because you're a new person. Um, and you'll create a new relationship and a totally different possibility. Um, and now I'd like to go into the fourth category of what our mind might say when we ask, why am I still single? And this is, I think, the most honest category, if we're all being honest here. Um, and those are beliefs about ourselves, that we are the problem. Why am I still single? Um, I'm just not pretty enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not sexy enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not financially successful enough. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm just not meant to be in a relationship. Come on. Um, that's so not true. Um, and yet, by the way, these things that we hear, these, these I'm not enough, that's very common. And I think Pretty well, everyone has those in some area of their life. It may not be in the area of relationships, but in some area of our life, everyone has an I'm not enough. Um, you know, some people, and you know, I, I even entertained this belief for a certain amount of time when I was single. I'm cursed. <laughs> I'm cursed. There's just, there's, there's nobody out there that's for me, or there's something about me that repels people and... I'm cursed. Um, I, in you know, in a previous story, I actually I mentioned earlier about uh, my friend who was, um, you know, who told me, you know, all men are assholes, but not me. Um, you know that, you know, I had kind of a nice guy syndrome. I I thought, well, um, women don't like nice guys like me. That was my belief. They only want the bad boy. Um, by the way, while this sound, this may sound like a limiting belief that's about women, it's actually not. It's, um, it's cleverly disguised that way, but it's really, um, an, a limiting belief about me. Women don't like nice guys. I'm implying that 
you know, I'm stuck in a category that women just don't like, so I'm cursed and I'm just not meant to be in a relationship. That is not true, my friends. Um, what all these things come down to, these limiting beliefs about these I'm too or I'm not enough uh, beliefs, they all come down to our own insecurities. We all have those. Uh, having insecurities in some area area of our life is it's part of it's part of being alive. It's part of being human. We all have that. Um, and you know this might be this might you know help you feel a bit better about it, but that includes everybody that you're going to date. <laughs> um, anyone that's sitting across the table from you at a date, anyone that you've uh, or have ever been into. They have the insecurities too. They might not be the same ones as yours. They may be different, um, but you know we all kind of have those insecurities. And here's the good news: if we can just authentically acknowledge uh, that insecurity for what it is, fear, something that we all have, myself included, um, then you're already leagues ahead from the people who think that it's the opposite sex that's the problem, or that it's how the world is that's the problem, or that it's just how relationships are. Um, I still think that these limiting beliefs are not true. You may make them true, and your experiences may prove them, like a kind of a, a history repeating itself, but they're not true, and they don't have to be, and we can entertain different beliefs instead. Um, but you know, at least we're now looking at ourselves and how we can be better. That is so, so, so important. Um, all these things, all these categories of why am I still single? Whether the reasons are about how the world is, there is no just nobody out there, I've met everyone in my community, or there's nobody out there that's for me, or whether it's about men or women, or whether it's about relationships, or whether it's limiting beliefs about ourselves. All these things are one thing, fear. Uh, fear is commonly defined as the anticipation of pain. The anticipation of pain. Um, so if we're being really honest, all these limiting beliefs in the world, they all come down to one thing, fear. They're stories that we made up and invented are and we tell them to ourselves so that we can stay safe, stay out of the dating game, and just not get hurt again. And that doesn't serve us because if we, the more we empower those fears and those stories, it keeps us out of the dating game and we're not going to find the one. There are many different kinds of fears, but they basically all boil down to three different kinds of fears. And I'm going to get into here. I'm going to tell my story here and talk about my own fear. Um, all fears really boil down to three fundamental fears. The fear of dying, the fear of not being loved, and the fear of not being enough. So the answer to the question, why am I still single, really is one answer, fear. Um, and I'm going to talk a bit about how I was confronted by this when I went back into dating. And then we're going to look at a brighter possibility. Um, I was in my early 30s, and I came, home, I came home from work one day, and my girlfriend at the time um, was crying, and she had been thinking about it a lot, and she told me that she didn't want to be in a relationship with me anymore. Um, this came as a complete surprise for me. It was a bat out of hell. It, was no, it came out of nowhere, and I was devastated, and it was a huge shock. 
and um, shortly thereafter, I was in my own apartment, a bachelor, for the first time in five and a half years, and I was in my early 30s, and I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't know how to date. I didn't know how to meet someone. It felt like things had changed since the last time I was dating when I was in my 20s, like I had changed and the world has changed. Um, but it was the most important thing in my life. And that year around New Year's, I said in New Year's resolution uh, that the area of my life that I was committed to changing was my relationships. I was going to create a new relationship. It was going to be with the one. It was going to be with the girl of my dreams. And in one year, next year's New Year's, I had this vision. My new girlfriend and I are going to be kissing each other at midnight at New Year's. And that just lit me up. That possibility, that vision, it lit me up. It made me go go nuts. And I just started dating like crazy. Um, I downloaded a whole bunch of different apps on my phone, dating apps, which if you've never tried those, uh, they're a great way to meet people going outside of our regular pool and meeting new people. And you can set your preferences and you can even write a little bio about um, who you are and what you're looking for. And I recommend you do that, by the way. Um, so that you match with the right kind of person. Anyways, I did this and I started going on a crazy number of dates, the vast majority of them first dates. Um, I went on tons of first dates. It was, it mostly didn't work. Um, you know, some of that was about, you know, best practices that I learned along the way, but, um, other things were just like there, it seemed to just not be working. Uh, and once in a while, um, there would be a second date, a third date, and sometimes it would even go beyond that. There were there were a couple of girls that it went um, it went pretty far without actually becoming a committed relationship. And I, you know, I I was really frustrated by this. Like I said earlier, dating for me was a necessary evil. I just wanted to get to the relationship part uh, where we're committed to each other, and that's a clue, by the way. That that was a clue for me. Um, at one point in that year where I had that New Year's resolution, there was a girl and I think we had been chatting for about three months. Um, and finally, when we got together, it did not go well at all. And I was devastated. It was it was harsh. It was a harsh blow. Um, and that was right before New Year's of the next year. And then New Year's came and went and I did not have a girlfriend and we did not kiss each other at the New Year. Um, and at that point, I became pretty despondent about goal setting, about relationships, I started to think there are things, there is something wrong with me. Um, I don't know what's going on here, but I became, it became pretty bad. It became pretty low for me. And there was one day where I was literally like mad checking messages on my phone to see if any girls were, were messaging me. And I realized I had a problem. Um, I was like addicted to these apps and, and I was, and I was feeling super lonely and I was not cool with my, with being me and being alone and being single. And it all dawned on me on that point. I realized, wow, I'm not good with me. Um, being, you know, I'm not good with being single. I'm not, I'm not able to stand on my own and holy crap. If I get into a relationship with somebody, it's just going to cover that up. Um, I'm still not going to be able to stand on my own. And when I sat down and I explored what are these bad feelings, these 
this truth came up. I'm scared. I'm scared that there's no one out there for me. I'm scared that I'm going to die alone. I'm scared that, or I'm going to have to settle for somebody that's, you know, that doesn't, we're not crazy about each other, or we're not great matches for each other. I'm scared that I'm not enough, or that they're not enough, or that there's not enough in the world that I'm, I'm not going to be able to have the relationship that I really want. I'm scared. And then I got it. Why did I stay in a relationship for five and a half years with somebody, um, my previous relationship, who, you know, who was not the one? And why did I stay comfortably with that person, even though we weren't getting married and it wasn't going somewhere? I realized then it was a cover up for this fear that I always had that I couldn't find the one, that they didn't exist. All these fears that I've been talking about in this podcast, um, that, that, you know, that I wouldn't be able to find that. In the end, you know how the story ends. Um, I went and I learned how to dance and I met Adriana and now we've been together for over a year and it's the most magical, amazing relationship of my life. Um, you know, I was single for, uh, about, you know, there were about three years in between there between my last relationship and my current relationship. Um, and sometimes it felt like forever, but I got to tell you today it was worth it. And I want to, close today's podcast by saying a few things that I really want you to know. I want you to know that you are not cursed. You are good enough. You are smart enough. You are successful enough. You are sexy enough. You are alive. You are loved and you are meant to be happy. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with the opposite sex. There is someone out there who is perfect for you. Actually more than one person. And you're perfect for them. And they're waiting for you too, by the way. There is hope for the hopelessly romantic. If I did it, you could do it. And if you are willing to commit to finding your one and creating your ideal relationship with your perfect partner, then I am psyched to help you there in this podcast series. I'm going to talk about everything I learned about creating the relationship of my dreams, how I did it, how I'm still in it, and how it's freaking awesome and how you can do it too. Uh, and in our next episode, I'm going to be talking about dating, what dating was like for me, um, some of the some of the great dates and some of the bad dates and uh, what I learned from them and how we can all uh, have much better, a much better experience dating. Uh, and more importantly than having a much better experience, have a much better outcome. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please check in again next week. And we're looking forward to seeing you then. Thank you for listening to Finding Your One with Oren Weintraub. From single to your ideal relationship with your perfect partner. Hit that subscribe button so you make sure you don't miss out on next week's key. Please consider rating this podcast and leaving a review. Let us know how it's made a difference to you. And please share this podcast with the eligible bachelors and bachelorettes in your life. It could be a life-changing share. Until next week, get in the game and enjoy the ride.